Good morning, good morning. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? Peasant chat. That's right. We are talking to the poor people. If you wonder why they call it the peasant chat or why we call it the peasant chat, because I used to have to, um, when the questions were getting out of hand, I would only answer the uh, paid questions. But now, you know, I made a show specifically for the poor people Sunday, but we still accept paid questions. Today, we're going to try to give you a comparison of a coyote equipped vehicle that was the premium vehicle of its time, the Boss 302. Back in 2012 to 2014, the Boss 302 was made alongside with the GT. That was the better vehicle you can get aside from the supercharged GT500. So I thought it was a good comparison when a customer of Lund Racing uh, started talking about his new GT and Boss 302. Apparently, he's got a little bit of money. He works really hard. So he, he bought a Boss 302, drove it around for a little bit, and supercharged it. Bada bing, bada boom, he's done. And he also had on order an S650. He goes to the dealership. Before he takes delivery of it, he must have listened to the show. Maybe I influenced him. Maybe I didn't. <clears throat> Who knows? But he basically started going through the car and started going... I don't like any of this stuff. Like a lot of the quality or the the lack of quality in the S650 is is concerning. And yes, it's got tablets on the dash. It's gimmicky. It's got a bunch of neat features. But at the end of the day, he said, well, is this better than my Boss 302? So today I said, you know what? Let me look up some past stuff on the Boss 302 and see what the performance specs were back when it came out bone stock. And without any tuning, I can make the case that the Boss 302 is a better performing vehicle and better to modify than a modern GT or a modern Dark Horse. We'll talk about it, but not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly says hello. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. That's right. That's right, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. You know it sucks. So we'll say hi to the sponsors today, and then we'll get after it. To our solution, Rami Zaran. To our solution, down in Puerto Rico, trying to get uh, on the ball, get some good tuning, get some cars in and out of the shop. He is the preeminent shop in Puerto Rico when it comes to domestic performance. Rami's at on Toronto Solutions. Race Motive's got racing going on. Roll racing. Uh, Mir Pocono. Check them out on Instagram. Race Motive. Dean Half Performance, the online parts house of the program. So if you're going to buy anything, fuel system, tires, wheels, exhaust, headers, you name it, Dean Half Performance is where to get it. Parts Farm, PartsFarm.com. I need a battery tray, 11 to 14 GT battery, you know, hold down tray. The one on the GT500 is jacked up. The Parts Farm. Kong Performance. That's right. Kong Performance is, uh, he's out there just kind of like, Really, is the only aftermarket LS9 guy and some LT stuff in terms of parts. I know Late Model does some stuff too, but in terms of like the LS9, all you pretty much got to go to is go to Comp Performance and get you hooked up. Cool, there's lids, porting, you name it, he's got it. Ultimate Header, ultimateheader.com, ultimateheader on Instagram. PMAS, Nick James and PMAS. And Calumer Transmission, calumertransmission.com. Even Calumer's like, bro, I'm not I'm not impressed with this GT, bro. Like, it's a nice car and all. He has to buy it because he has to R&D parts. But when it comes to, like, actual driving impressions, he's like, it's a meh car. And I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry, I told you so. 2000 MCR, I'm hung so low. Minibag Madman said hello. Nitrogen Buyer Supply, Travis, Red Fox, Darren Harper, Javi, Chris Anderson, Wesley Stewart, Nitrogen Buyer Supplies, Joe Jackson, Diego Flores, Torque and Beans, Smock One, 
or Smack One. It's just a terrible name. Live Strib, The Wolf, Coyote Kelly, uh, Titan Uranus, Twan Legend, Richard Whedon, JD Swag, TJ Sikorsky, Black Cobra, Monty540, Dixon, uh, Michael Loreno, Venom Racing, Kenneth Phillips, Angel Puerto Rico, Ben Galay, The Hot Sauce, 350, Derek Wisnett, Anthony, Minibag Badman, uh, Travis, Kenneth Phillips, Brian 03 Cobra, Walter Hoffman, Anthony. Minute back again, Anthony again. The Chetch, which is Brandon, is about to have a baby. Yes, he is going to shit out a baby. The Penny, Anthony, Minute by Madman, Recon 5 Anthony, Gregory Uffitt, Zach Zanders, Nicers and Byers, Plats, Evan Smith, Kenneth Phillips, The Hot Sauce again, Eddie Winslow, Phil Fez, Matt Benoit, Abdullah, Al, Al Bassi. Wait, 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 wait. Abdullah, Al. Leave me up put the titty pocket, I kill the Hot Sauce again, Great Mustang, Boost Willis, and all the usual suspects that try to come in here every single time and try to add some value to the show. Again, guys, you are the initiated. People that watch this show are the initiated. You are not easily swayed. You don't look at a guy's draggy times and believe it. You don't, you don't just take anything, any parts manufacturer, tuner, or person says without questioning the results you watch this show you know everything about anything coyote related what it should run what it can't run what you should do what you shouldn't do and i see you out there i see you out there on facebook on instagram questioning the bullshit that people are spewing and thanks to the show and people like you we can now question the narrative that the people are bringing out there because if you were just believing every single little thing every shop was telling you you would say, oh my God, this thing is insanely badass. And then when I give you some comparisons and I give you some kind of contextual uh, comparisons when other coyotes and just kind of give you my, my thought process, you guys go, you know what? I'm going to question that. I'm going to question that you can't go a second quicker by removing carbon traps. I'm going to question the fact that you're taking catalytic converters off the car, doing a whole bunch of stuff, claiming a badass time. And then when you actually add up the, the parts number, it's $15,000. Like you got to you got to be the type of person that doesn't really believe anything. And the people on this show are literally the initiated, the people that have gone through it all, seen it all, heard me give you some kind of background on this stuff. And it makes you believe it. So, Boss 302, if you guys are older, now, again, if you're in your 20s, that's right, if you're 23, we're going to go back 10 years. You were 13 years old. You weren't listening to what I'm about to show you. You were out there shitting your pants. You were out there going to the mall with your boys. You were getting broccoli-style haircuts. You were just being a child. But in 2012, the Boss 302 was introduced. And people like Motor Week, Car and Driver, blah, blah, blah. Motor Week is the best. If you want a no bullshit, legitimate program to give you the best sense of a vehicle, I think Motor Week is by far the, the, the most, I would say, neutral. I don't know their affiliation with certain manufacturers. Some people just love, like Car and Driver thinks BMW is the best thing on the planet and they never did no wrong. So I don't believe anything they say and they're ball washers in my opinion. Motor Week though, is not really ball washing. So if you go to uh, YouTube and you simply type in Boss 302 Motor Week or Motor Week 12 Boss, you'll come across a video of them testing the Boss 302 when it came out. And I thought it was a really interesting video to show you guys because this is 2012. Okay, so 2012. You know, if you're 23, you were 13, you were a little fucking bitch. But if you're like me, you're a grown ass man, you saw this and you went, God damn it, this thing really rolls out. So let's look at some specs, 
compare them to the modern GT slash Dark Horse specs and see if you were in the market for a Coyote powered Mustang, which one would you get? At our 7580 home track, the boss quickly went to work with a 4.4 second trip to 60. Uh, excuse me, a what? In 2012, a manual MT82 Coyote car went 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds with about 440 horsepower. So if you look at American Muscles times where Justin Dugan went out and did some illegal shit on the street with a sticky tire. 0 to 60, 503. 0 to 60, 486. 0 to 60, 466. But somehow this Boss 302 with 40 less horsepower, with stock tires, somehow clicks off a 4.4. So what's it do in the quarter? That's three tenths faster than the last Mustang GT we tested. It was all business as usual down the quarter mile as well, tripping the clock at 12.4 seconds at 124 miles per hour. Okay, guys, 124 miles an hour bone stock. This car, the Steeda car that went 11.2, trapped 125 with a lot of weight reduction, $15,000 in parts, race brakes, QA1 drive shaft, K member, bumper supports, removed seats, 10R80. Again, I say this because I'm an adult. 124 miles an hour, 12.4 from a Boss 302 that is bone stock. Nothing done to it. Okay? At 3,600 pounds, great motor, the Roadrunner variant of the motor. So I started thinking to myself, if you want the best performing Coyote without any tuning, why on earth would you even attempt to buy a new GT? starting at 3,800 pounds. So I don't understand the thought process. So a lot of people are going to say, Alex, you don't get it. The S550 and up is a turning car. Cool. We live in America. We run in a straight line by a lot, not by a little, not by a tiny amount. If the car was designed to turn, why does America just drag race shit? And why doesn't the manufacturer go, why don't we make a variant that just goes fast in a straight line that is street legal, that is a GT with a drag pack situation? So, you don't think if my starting point with a manual Boss 302 in 2012 is 12.4 at 124 miles an hour, solid rear axles, 373s, you don't think without any tuning, I can't get that car to go 1090? Absolutely no tuning. Let's say I give it the same treatment other people give it. A full complement of, let's say, uh, um, uh, UPR parts or name your parts manufacturer. UPR upper, lower, uh, drag springs, drive shaft, sticky tires, brakes. Let's say you give this car, this Boss 302, the exact same treatment you gave 
the the 24 GT or even the dark horse because the dark horse only makes 20 more horse and it's not that much more impressive. So you can make the distinction that the GT and the dark horse are pretty much the same vehicle except with a little bit of horsepower and visual cues on the 24 and up car. Whereas in uh, 2011, 2012, 2012 and 13, the Boss 302 looked vastly different. Yes, same body, but looked vastly different. Had a completely different motor. That's right, a completely different motor and it was uh, out there performing, had adjustable shocks, all this stuff. So it was a vastly different vehicle. You give the same treatment to a Boss 302, you don't think this car is gonna go 1090? Stick shift. PMAS no tune required cold air. Headers, throw a little bit of C16 in it or even Sunoco 260 GT, tons of weight reduction. Let's say, because no tuning, no tuning, you could throw in a better clutch, you could throw in a better drive shaft, you could, th you could literally throw in a Ben Calmer's Ace 3 without any tuning. You could give me a budget of $8,500 and I will run 1090s easily in a no tuned Boss 302. Now, why is the Boss 302 performing that much better? First of all, rev limiter. If I look up a, a, a stock calibration, the GT 11 to 14 rev limiter was 6,850 RPMs. That's as high as you can rev it. If you look up a boss calibration, the rev limiter is 7,900 RPMs. So you, there's your rev limiter. Your rev limiter is way out of the way. The car is going to make more power because of the boss manifold, better cams, better heads, better valves. It's gonna, it's got a 373 solid rear axle. So you're literally lower control arms and maybe some springs and the drive shaft and a sticky tire away from deep 11s and maybe some race gas. Again, no tuning. You don't have to tune this car and you can run 10s. Now, do you understand why someone like me is not impressed? Someone says 124 is BS. Sorry, that's what they tested it at. Sorry, Mofler. That's. Motor Week has no reason to lie. Why would, whatever. It's a 7,900 RPM rev limiting, 444 horsepower, 3,600 pound car, Mofler. Do the math. Someone says it's BS. You, let, let's say, okay, let's say it goes one, two, one, two, zero. It's a 10th off of what a 480 horsepower, 300, 3,800 pound car with a 10 R80, which is an advantage drag racing, can run this car is a the boss 302 is a better starting point for straight line performance than any even even 15 and up actually no i'm sorry the gen 3 10r80 is a tire tune and fuel away from 10s the boss 302 because it only came in a stick shift needs a little more work but let's say you're wanting to get into the coyote game and you're like, shit, I love coyotes. I love everything about it. I only drag race and I want to go as fast as possible with the little, the, the little, the most little amount of mods as possible. You know, the Boss 302 is a better car. Solid rear axles, uh, stick shift, better motor, probably the best Gen 1 Coyote by far. And if you were to able to score a Laguna Seca, like one of the very rare Boss 302s, I wouldn't drag race that. I wouldn't make that a drag race vehicle. I'd probably leave it stock. I would, I'd probably never get a uh, legitimate badass uh, Laguna Seca Boss 302 and then gut it and do dumb shit to drag race it. But 
my comparison is this. If you're impressed by these people spending $15,000 or throwing a 50 shot or a 50 shot, which means it's a hundred shot, uh, <laughs> uh, on a car and running tens or low 11s, you can understand why I'm not surprised when I lived through the era of coyote. Now let's go back in time a little more. How many of you guys are initiated old school, like way back in the day? What does a Fox body, 1992 Fox body with 225 crank horsepower, okay? 200 full horses less than a Boss 302 and Dark Horse and GT variants. And it weighs 3,400 pounds. What do these cars run if you do the following mods? Four tens, drive shaft, full suspension, which is 800 bucks. It's 800 bucks. You go to UPR, say, and you got uppers, lowers, K member, A arms, everything. $800. Short belt, 24 pound injectors with the corresponding math tube. So that means no tuning, zero tuning on a Fox body. A short belt. You take a 13 millimeter wrench, you loosen the distributor, you move the timing up to about 30 or so. Actually, let's say 25 degrees because no tuning, no computer flashing. And then you get a 65 millimeter throttle body, pulleys, rockers, and a 150 shot. And a 150 shot. No tuning on a Fox body. What does it run? Tens. Bottom 11 or tens. A 30-year-old vehicle made by Ford with no flashing required with about 5,500 bucks is a 10-second car. Stop talking to me about the new GT. Stop talking to me about it. If you think 12.3 is a good starting point, 11.2 is good after $15,000, and 10.8 is good after a nitrous shot. We are the initiated. We don't sit there and go, that, that's actually a pretty good time based on the mods. When we have lived through the Fox body, two valve, SN, Cobra, three-valve, Coyote, Boss, Era. This car is going backwards because it's getting heavier. Now, if you want a comfortable car with gimmicks that reports back to Ford as to what every single little thing you're doing, by golly, 24 and up Mustang is 100% up to you. If you want the latest and greatest, I understand. If you think the Dark Horse, Dark Horse looks good and the new GT looks good, by golly, have after it. But don't you dare tell me that it is a bargain and the minimal amount, meaning it, it, it reacts to parts as good as any other variant. When the Fox body with half the horsepower and about 6,500 bucks tops into it is a 10 second car. Do you think when I take my Fox out, I'm looking for other Foxes? I'm looking for Dark Horse. I'm looking for GTs. I'm looking to make these kids go, what the fuck is going on? When I'm in my Corvette, I am not. Yesterday, I raced a 911 Porsche. Beat the fucking snots out of it. Pulled up to a light. He's like, 
you make me want to switch up my car. I go, you have a Porsche. I will trade with you in a heartbeat. He goes, yeah, but you blew my fucking doors off. I go, but you got nothing done to it. I got a lot done to it. You know what I mean? So perspective really hit him in the fucking face. I have a Porsche. No way this Corvette fucked me up. Killed him. I have a dark horse or GT with the mods that this guy told me to get because, you know, he knows stuff. Then a old man with white on his beard beats the shit by buses out of you in your car, in a car that has a carburetor, and it'll confuse you. So the only people that are impressed with this car are the people that have never done it in previous platforms. People that have no idea what fast is. 11s isn't fast. I'm sorry. Nines is the new tens. Eights is the new nines. Sevens is the new eights. That's why I set the goal of the GT500 running eights, 8.99, because it is not that impressive, but not many have done it. And once I do it, people are going to go, wait a minute. How does this guy, how has this guy done something that not a lot of people have done? Because it's just not that impressive. You got to know stuff. You got to have a background. You got to have some kind of mechanical knowledge about these vehicles to know what you can do and to know what impressive is. That's why when I see a Fox body that looks mostly stock in terms of appearance, runs a 410 in the eighth, I go, oh my effing God, that's a 650 car. And you guys go, oh, get it. So... The, the initiated here are not impressed. And I implore you to go out there on Facebook, Instagram. And when you see something that is not impressive and someone tells you, yes, you should be impressed. At least Ford is doing stuff. I would want you to push back because we on this chat are not impressed by the simple little bullshit. All right. Let's get to your comments and questions. What do you think? Am I way off on this? When you can go tens in a Boss 302 with minimal mods, no tuning, 7900 RPM limiter, stock car traps 120, goes 12.4 on the street, and you're impressed by a new GT that runs 11.2 at 125. I can do 12.3 in my stock Gen 3 sleeping at the light. Does the Gen 3 require tuning for a 150 wet kit? Oh, I wouldn't risk it unless you have super sweet fuel. So if you have a TJ Sikorsky, if you plan on doing a nitro shot on a stock car, I would run like badass fuel and a colder spark plug, like an NGK 6510, gap it to 30,000, run a 150 shot. But man, that thing's going to see 27 degrees of timing because that's just how it is. Sounds like it's time for Fox Body Armor to start gapping new GTs. I love how easy OBD1 computers were so mod friendly. Matching math and injector only setup that and and on any setup and their runners. Right. Fox Body. What's a what's a what's a 10 second recipe for a Fox Body? Okay. GT40 upper and lower or a trick flow upper and lower or even Elderbrock upper and lower. Twin uh, a 65 millimeter throttle body. You can get an aftermarket cold air and match the MAF sensor with the injectors. 24-pound injectors. Here's the tube. Already calibrated. Put it on. 1.6 pedestal mount rockers. You want to get a better push rod, get a better push rod. That's on you. So 1.6 roller rocker. Get rid of the stamped rockers out of there. Freeze up some horsepower. Underdriven pulleys. So you get the, uh, I think, the crank, the water pump, and I think the alternator. Uh, they get underdriven. You eliminate the small, you get a short belt. So what does the short belt do? The short belt eliminates the air conditioning and the smog pump. You're only running the water pump, the uh, alternator, and the crank. So that frees up about 15 horsepower. So as long, and you got to run an electric fan. Get rid of the clutched fan, run an electric fan. Long tube headers, no tuning required. Long tube headers, get the cats out of there. 
aluminum drive shaft, 410 gears, maybe a, 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 a C-clip eliminator because if you start launching the car with stock C-clips, you might launch one into the you know lower atmosphere. So C-clip eliminators, 410 gears, a good T5, a good spec clutch or center force or uh, even a King Cobra situation, and a 150 shot. That's a 10-second that's a car. Your starting point is 225 horsepower, and you can run 10s in that platform. New GT, your starting point is 480 horsepower, and with $15,000, you might be able to go 11.2. It's, it's, it's not even close, the, 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 the comparison. Not to mention starting price, exactly. A Fox body, a good Fox body. I'm saying, let's say hatch. Hatch Fox bodies are cheaper than notch because there's just more of them and they don't look as good. Let's be honest. A notch is king. So a hatch, good. A GT, eh. I mean, I would get a hatch non-GT like a hatch LX because it's lighter. doesn't have all the stupid body work. So it's a little bit of a lighter vehicle. So let's say you can get yourself into a, a hatch that has, I don't know, over 100,000 miles, but the engine is good. It's not puking oil all over the place. You could probably get into one for 8,500 bucks. Like 8,500 bucks, paint's good, everything's mechanically sound, you got the gangster lean on the seat. Okay, you could throw another five into it, that's a 10 second car. It's a 10 second car. The best part of the car, you only need like eight PSI fuel pressure. 11s was fast 20 years ago, spitting nothing but fire today. It's more, I'm more impressed by a nitrous two valve 150 shot on E, don't play around. Trying to gain cloud on the dark horse is silly, says John Lucas of Fat House Performance. Just one of many more disappointments to come. Unfortunately, John Lucas, you're right, but you understand that the guys that are on social media are the young guys. They're on TikTok. Grown men are not on TikTok. They're just not on TikTok. TikTok is, is a weird thing that we look at and we go, can you make money there? No. And if you can make money, how much money? And is the China connection worth it? Probably not. A lot of these guys are going to hype it up to gain the clout. But again, we're the initiated. We've graduated high school. We have the YOLO douchebag degree of Coyote performance. And we go, that, that, that shit's whack. That shit was done in 2011, man. Like, that ain't, that ain't that impressive. You know what I mean? Again, go back to the Evolution performance videos and watch that thing run 10s, stick shift, with NA, with just tuning. Tuning in some uh, in some some lightweight stuff, you can't impress me with a fifteen thousand dollar eleven two car or even a ten eight car with nitrous because that was done in the Fox Body days. Just go wild with the four sixty and be done with it. It's just a shame that the S six fifty gained so much weight. Weight was one of the biggest complaints about the S five fifty, and they made it even heavier fail. And according to again, guys, we understand what they're trying to tell us. They're trying to tell us it's better because they need to sell parts. Name your parts house. Your parts house is never going to say, well, how you guys doing? This car is heavier. Uh, it's slower. And tuning is probably not going to be around for a little while, which, you know, it could be six months. It could be tomorrow. I don't care. 18, 15, 14 had tuning right away. Tuning was available. The computers fell off of trucks, and pallets and made their way into the HP tuners SCT market and we had it. We had it. 21 F-150, same thing. Oh, okay. So this 24 GT and Dark Horse suck. They're slow, but, but we got these kick-ass louvers for you. We got Raxium Retro, you know, name your part here. 
Parts House have to hype this up because Parts Houses have to sell products. The problem is we now have access to all the information. How many of you were around in the early 2000s where news was basically three sources and then citizen journalism took place? What is citizen journalism? Me, a person that does independent research, gets insider information from people in these locations and disseminates the information on their own platform. And then you, as the consumer, started going, wait a minute, why is Ford, CNN, Fox, American Muscle, Late Model, Steeda, uh, and all these other parts houses telling me one thing, but Alex is telling me a completely different thing? I don't understand it. Who's right? It has to be the big parts houses because why would they lie to me? And then you start doing research and you're like, wait, 12-4, 12-3, 11-2 15000 You're like, maybe maybe Alex has a point. Hey, Alex said the, the, the ZR1 is going to be turbo, but I don't know. And then, oh, look, shit, he showed us a picture of the manifold. Hey, two years ago, Alex said uh, the new GT is going to have two throttle bodies and two cold airs. Uh, bam. That's exactly what it is. So once citizen journalism started coming into play in the car market, a.k.a. me, people started questioning everything. So if you were a watcher of Fox, CNN, ABC, CBS, and and, uh, NBC, you would just, oh, okay, that's the news. Okay, I'm going to go play with Billy in the backyard. And then Twitter, uh, Facebook, and a bunch of other people started reporting facts that are contrary to what the mainstream was telling you. Then you started questioning shit. This is this show. This show is the citizen journalism of the Mustang stuff, where I get information, I give it to you guys, I help you think in a different fashion, I editorialize a lot, don't get me wrong, this is not like straight news, I editorialize a lot to give you my opinion and my take based on my experience, just like I laid out the Boss 302 and the Fox Body Performance. So, again, I'm not deterring you from buying a new GT, I'm simply saying, what are your expectations? When a customer buys a tune from Lund Racing, and I see the ticket, and I go, you know, it says, Twin Turbo, Pump Gas, ID1000s, Booster Pump. I go, what are your expectations from this? I don't even send a tune. What do you expect out of this? And when they say, 900, all, 900 horsepower, I go, not gonna happen. Why not? Pump Gas. 1,000cc injector, boost the pump. How the fuck are you going to get 900 horsepower out of this? So what do you think the goals are? Tops, high 600, based on octane. If you want to run race gas, you could turn the boost up till the pump starts to kind of peter out. You might be able to make 800 out of it. I bring them back to reality. And you could see in the ticket system, they start to question everything. Why? They were sold this setup would make 900 horsepower. How many of you bought the Roush kit? And it said 727. And you go to the dyno, and it made 601. Did they say 727 crank? Or did they say 727 wheel? Now you're confused. Now you don't know who to believe. Because it didn't specifically say 727 crank horsepower. So you start to question everything. 
So you need to have specificity. You need to have people tell you specifically what you need to hear, what you need to know, the truth. And a lot of people aren't telling you the truth. They're giving you very vague, blase, kind of like run-of-the-mill information. Just, here you go, here's this information, do with it what you will. And then you guys just get all hyped up, buy the parts, and then all of a sudden you go, okay, how many of you guys do you think the Super Snake makes 850 horsepower? It's a Whipple kit on a fucking Coyote. How is it that... (laughs) Tell me how a GT with a Whipple kit from Whipple with their tuning is advertised as a 700-something horsepower kit, but the Super Snake, the same motor, same chassis, same motherfucker, is somehow magically 70 or 80 more horsepower. Did they put an illuminator in it, run the MS-109, lower the compression, and come up with that magical number? But you guys keep believing it. 850 horsepower. It's a GT with body fucking parts in it. Stop it. Roush only made 570 wheel toaster dud blower. Okay, no, that's wrong. Uh, The Gen 2, Gen 2, Made 600 consistently on the Phase 2 version. Theo won't be able to catch the live during the week anymore. Got a promotion. Good for you, Glass Roof Coyote. Going to work to second, but I'll be getting those replays and Sundays in. Congratulations, Glass Roof Coyote. As long as you watch the replays, share the stuff. I'm a happy guy. 590 wheel, right. Super Snake makes probably 650, maybe 700. With the Whipple EPA tune, right. How is it that you guys believe that a Super Snake... Made another 100 horse on the same blower, on the same chassis, same motor. Again, critical thinking has to take place eventually. Eventually, you're going to have to sit there and go, wait, 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 okay, wait, wait. Explain to me like I'm a retard that this car with the same motor, same engine, same everything makes 100 more horse than this car with the same kit, with the same fuel, same boost, same... Explain it to me like I have... Like, I don't know anything. Uh, Oh, well, it's super. The badge. Stop it. I have a friend that just bought a Super Snake. I tried to steer him differently, but no one listens to me. Ran 11.5 in my 18 GTA 10 with just a tune and E85 and headers. Cost like 1,500 bucks. Crazy. It cost $15,000 to go 11.2. EPA says, where's the weight coming from on the S650? It's the same car. Those screens are heavy. Sound deadening. Potential more uh, safety features. Electronics. Wire is heavy. Wire is heavy. So if you need modules, and this is the other thing. A body control module, a uh, uh, you know, there's modules for everything. But now you have to accommodate and have the modules for the sync system. The GPS, the whatever wiring makes this fucking tablet run. And then maybe they added a little weight based on the bodywork. If you look at the bodywork, it's tweaked. It's got some shit going on. So maybe the bumper support's a little different. Maybe the front bumper support's a little different. Maybe the extra throttle body, the extra cold air, and all the accommodating electronics for that. I can see where cumulative uh, weight is is raised up by 200 pounds with all that dumb shit the exact blower and motor as my 22 gt and i make 664 i thought you were saying gen 3 gen 2 roush is great 
uh, on the RS3s. RS3 still on my bucket list. Gen 3 Roush blowers are complete butt cheeks. I don't even know why that thing's even sold. I've seen a few videos where they weigh an SI50 and 650 similarly equipped, and the weight was basically the same. They're wrong. There is no direct comparison because the brakes, a lot of people, you need to make a base Mustang, base S650 with nothing done to it. It's going to be 3850 and a base, nothing done to it, base, base, the way it came. I don't care that it does. It has different wheels, this and this and that. That's how it came base. It's high 37. My GT was high, high 30, I see mid 3,700 pounds. A base performance package 19 GT was mid 3,700 pounds. So this new GT is at least 100 pounds heavier. Because it's not on the brochure. Ed Krenz, S650 chief engineer, explained unauthorized changes will be recognized as a break and will shut down several components. Hey, Nito Diaz, where did you see that? Shelby stickers added a horsepower. I bet the GT has five airbags. It's got poisonous snake on it, though. Can a 331 Fox with a C4 run tens? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 331, it makes about 410 wheel through the auto. I think it can run. It, with good race gas, sure, it can run tens. My car probably can run tens based on everything. The 460 wheel, the 0 to 60 on the street, I think it can be a 10 cent car. I'm behind the show, but I am just floored that in 11 years, the S650 is shittier. The mix match seats help with the weight. Weight comes from the Ford NARC system. S650 probably has 10 miles worth of wires. I bet Ford dropped the 22GT23 to 450 in preparation for the 24 being a dud. Coyote Kelly, the carbon trap. They put in a more intrusive carbon trap in 22-23. And a lot of people were saying, Alex, you're stupid. Like, I love this is their argument. This is the, the YouTuber argument. Some old guy said it. He goes, I wish Alex did some more research. The power is down because they have a carbon trap. Right. In stock form. It made less power because of a fucking carbon trap, stupid. No different than you say, well, you know, it can bring the power back if you remove the cuts. It's a stupid argument. 20 pounds in 10 different places makes about 200, except for Coca-Cola's. He had the best RS3s, exactly. Travis, just saw a fully loaded Dark Horse, weighed well over 3,900 pounds. Smoke and Justin's was over 4,100 with him in it, but he's like 190. You know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big dude. Funny thing is the boss was the corner car back in the day. Laguna Seca was faster than a BMW M3 or an R8 around Laguna Seca back in the day. And the LS wasn't that different than the Boss 302. And the best, uh, the best Laguna Seca Boss 302 is the weirdest one. In my opinion, this stupid paint thing is so desirable by me it is so desirable because it is fucking weird got red red uh wheels with like brushed aluminum outer parts it's just fucking weird but i love it it's got a red freaking spoiler a red top red boss stripes silver and black oh bro this is just tits Call me crazy. I love this. Why? It's so freaking weird. You don't see this color combo anywhere. I would absolutely love to have one of these, but I can't justify it right now. If I got my, rid of my GT500, uh, GT sure. This thing is just so cool because it's weird. But I, it would be sacrilegious, in my opinion, to modify this at all. 
honestly. I put that bitch on the bubble wrap. I'm one of those homos. I'm like, nah, that car is never going to get modded. That car is perfect. The exhaust is like 40 pounds heavier than the G3. I think everyone forgets that the S650, S550 Mustangs are built on the Explorer chassis, and that's why it weighs like an SUV. Up in this area, I have seen only two on the road so far. S550s are everywhere. Love seeing all the S650 dudes getting roasted by the initiated. By people like you that go out there and go, bro, that shit's a dud. And they go, no, it's not. Late model performance said this. The moment a influencer or a guy online or anybody says, late model said this, Steeda said that, American Muscle said this, you mean people that have to sell parts? Got it. Understand, if Fox News started all of a sudden giving you positive liberal spin, you're going to go, whoa, right? It's weird. But if they start talking about how awesome Mitch McConnell is, how awesome... Um, uh, uh, Mitt Romney is how awesome you know super old you know uniparty Republicans are you go that's what I expected like that's what I expect out of Fox News out of MSNBC I expect them to say you know uh, certain organizations that raise money based on racial issues are, are buying million dollar houses cool they won't report that but okay I, I know what I'm getting into so if a parts house starts talking positively about a mustang oh holy shit i'm color me shocked <clears throat> and no brake booster electronic da, 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 da. also it says from the mustang's adoption of ford network vehicle architecture which is being rolled out blah blah, blah 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 there's a reason you don't see that color combination anywhere yeah because it's rare it's rare and it's ugly but i love it nismo gtr did the same thing it does look riced out it looks super riced out learning how to tune my own personal car uh-oh car was having trouble vct mapping uh-oh got it working based on your comments on hp tuner group and your forum comments here very good good for you if your if your imrcs are deleted delete them from the tune and bada bing everything just comes back wait the mustang's built on a mom car chassis looking for a boss right now actually the prices for clean ones are getting high boss owners are just like old corvette guys they're proud that and they kept it stock. Late model restoration. Late model. What did I say? Performance. I'm sorry. It supposedly has better cats. I saw the S650 in person and it looks better in pictures. Says Matt Benoit. Look, if you were to look at the dark horse, you go nice car, right? You, as a Mustang guy, you go nice car, but you also know you also you, you also want to know what I thought was nice. Uh, uh, da, 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 hold on. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'll get it. I'll get it. Oh gosh, I put the wrong year. Jesus, Alex, I put the wrong year. When I saw one of these on the street, I said the exact same thing. I said, "Nice car." Did I say I want it? No. I didn't say I wanted it. Every single time I look at one of these around my area, a 2023 Camaro ZL11LE, I go, nice car. When I look at a dark horse, right? I go, nice car. I go, nice car. Yep, looks good. I don't go, I gotta have it. I just, I, I'm sorry, I look at this car and I don't go, I absolutely have to have it based on the performance specs. Now you look at this, 
And I go, yeah, I got to have it. <laughs> like when I look at this motherfucker, I go, yeah, I got to have this shit. A 2016 to 2020 GT350 R in race red. I go, fuck yeah, I got to have it. So I have the same emotional reaction to a dark horse that I have a really nice looking Camaro or really nice looking anything. I just don't, based on what I know, it just doesn't get my dick hard. That's all I'm saying. There's a guy who bought one a dark horse for $91,000 plus tax. The forums weeded out the lazy wanted the gravy answer. I'm looking for Instagram posts right now where people saying the LS is better than the 5.0 because more people swap them. I hate the internet. Uh, look, that argument's been, it's been debunked like a million years ago. The only people that still have the argument going right now are LS guys. Coyote guys just said, go go have an argument. I, I'll just put boost and fuel on this and make, you know, 800 to 1,000 and I'm good. There's a badass boss twin turbo. I need don't care about twin turbo boss road twos. You fucking ruined that car. Stupid. Um, TT 350 19 to 20 is way better looking than the dark car. So wait, now it makes sense. It really makes me mad I haven't gotten a Mustang, an all-wheel drive Mustang when the chassis has already been proven to be an excellent all-wheel drive platform. Stop it, Admiral Peck. You have a fucking Crown Victoria. Not gonna lie, I want a Gen 6 ZL1. I love my 19SS. I'd rather have the ZL1 over the dark horse. Is Ashley Fox? Hey Ashley, I haven't seen you in forever. Oh gosh, she's a dark horse. She's been here for a while, while she's got the dark horse uh, logo next to her shit as a member. Again, guys, the best way to support the channel: become a member. Um, it war gsff wow what a shitty name ford needs to make it affordable for gt stop stop i i left gt 350 is king daddy did you see the fox with the 350 voodoo swap at the drag at dragon yes jeremy from uh fat house uh performance i always say fat house fab but it's they you know they they it's performance and fab um it averaged a seven second quarter mile during drag week drove around it just tells you how how great of a chassis and 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 build that uh, Fat House did with that car. Obviously, it's a built motor, probably FFRE motor, big single turbo that Jeremy did himself. They did a bunch of chassis work to the car. T56, but I don't know if it has a, a long arm style clutch in it. If it does, I'd be blown away by that because they drove the car on the street. So a Fox body with a Voodoo, Motec, potentially long arm style clutch and a T56 drove on the street with the air filter on. <laughs> Drove on the street thousands of miles, and this fucking car didn't skip a beat. Now, it's one thing to say a stick car runs sevens. It's another thing to say a stick car runs sevens, drives 200 miles, runs sevens, drives 300 miles, runs sevens, drives 400 miles, runs sevens. That That is a completely different animal. Um, and on the... Um, okay. You know what I like about Drag Week? Not Sick Week, not any of the other clout weeks. Drag Week is the original Drag Week, the original Drag and Drive event. I love that uh, the host, and I forget his name, was like, we don't fucks with influencers. We are not going to go out of our way and give influencers better treatment we're not going to help them achieve a certain goal. You're just one. You're one of many. And when he said that, it touched my heart. I go, thank you. Thank I appreciate that. I appreciate that, that you're, you're just trying to make it a race event for everybody and not go out of your way and make it a clout-based event like Rocky Mountain and, and Sick Week and all this other bullshit. 
Um, still want someone to make something like the MR2 again. Long arm. John Lucas says they had a long arm style clutch. If you don't know what that means is, it's like a black magic or something similar. And and to understand the adjustment, the drivability, the they have it figured out. Now with my GT500, I I hesitate to do long arm style clutch. One, the price. Two, adjusting. The car is heavy. The GT500 is 3,700 pounds. That's heavy for a GT500. Um, if I gut it, like like the way the way I raced it, it was 3,500 pounds without me in it. So with me in it, 37 and change. So right now it's probably closer to 38. I don't want to adjust on a 3,800 pound car that makes 1,100 horsepower uh, and, and then potentially smoke a $5,000 clutch. But the fact that they were able to drive on the street with it. It is insanely impressive. Okay, same. So same thing I was doing. Same thing I'm doing with my T56. I double clutch while driving on the street to keep it off of the uh, the dog gear situation to to get it into gear. Um, someone, one of you guys, told me to do that. Double clutch between gears, and it's been great ever since. But when you're racing, you just jam it into that motherfucker. Adjustable clutches are pretty streetable, but it's a pain always to adjust. That's the thing. I don't want to adjust. I want to throw a slick on the back. Let me get a shitty ass one five sixty foot. And back half it to run 890, and then it'll never see a drag strip again. I'll put some 20s on it for sale. Get it out of my life. I do have the C601. Drove it all. Drove last night. Raced a Porsche 911 in it. Don't know the year. Don't know. It, it sounded like it had aftermarket exhaust. You could hear the turbos whistling. But it was probably making 600, right? Like 600 or so. And it was a stick shift Porsche. Not a PDK situation. So um, second roll, second gear roll, I just fucking dusted the dude and now in the next light he's like i haven't gotten smoke like that in a long time i might need to switch up the cars i'm like i'll trade you right now i'll take that porsche i don't care there were at least announcers during oh my god that's insane uh david freiberger right i don't i'm not i don't they're great i think they're funny they're with it um i like the fact that they weren't uh catering to influencers it was very very positive i really really enjoyed it and um there were some really badass cars the six the six shift shootout was awesome it was great to see Jeremy out there just making it look easy. A to B, sevens, good shit. Long arm style clutch, is that good or bad for slipping the clutch? It slips on its own. Actually, all clutches slip technically, but um, long arm style clutch, it has an inherent built-in slip based on your adjustment, based on the weight and centrifugal force. It's a, it, it's, it's a pain to adjust if you don't know what you're doing. We didn't make any clutch changes for the street. Just hit the throttle enough to sl to slip it. Good for you. Good for you. Didn't hit the throttle enough for to. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Let's say you have a track adjustment on a long arm style clutch, John Lucas, because you know now that I got you on the horn. Let's say you have a optimal setting for the track. So now you slap on a different set of tires and you go drive it. You take your adjusted limiters and shocks, zero them out, right? Zero them out so they don't they don't constantly bounce around. And you go driving. When you leave a light with a adjustment, a track adjustment, do you just barely eke out at the light? Like, like, like you basically do not go because if you do that, the adjustment at the track transferring to the street at that RPM might really jack up the clutch situation. I always wondered. I might do that like on the Fairmont. Like if I ever get to the point where I, I make enough money to make the Fairmont a Billy Badass stick shift car, it's going to go T56, long arm style clutch, probably small block for it, to be honest with you. 
I probably I wouldn't do a coyote. Um, people were asking about Cletus in the chat, and David was like, "We're gonna ban the next person that mentions that." That is absolutely wonderful. This is why it. Steve Morris, in my opinion, went the full clout route and unfortunately lost credibility with a lot of the racers. Now, I don't think he cares. I don't think he gives a shit. But I'm not a racer. I'm a nobody, right? But when I saw his engine stuff, it was awesome. And then every other video was put out there just for filler. And I'm like, no, you don't need to make a video about this. Like, make a video that is highly technical and uh race oriented but you know he wants to just constantly throw out video out there throw out video out there and they go okay i know what he's doing his channel's growing really well because of the cletus influence and now he's centering his whole life around the channel and i'm like i don't care anymore i don't care anymore i just go i, I can't i, I you're, you've become an influencer in my opinion it's a true long tubes on Gen 3 are not worth it over stock manifold and cat deletes N8. Well, it depends. Um, cat delete, aka free flown exhaust, yeah, a lot of power. That's the restriction. But if you're gonna put a CJ manifold, cams, E85, and rev it to 8,000, I'd rather have a freer flowing exhaust. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, well, hello, Mr. EPA agent, exactly, Ray, Ray McQuinkle, Ray PA agent. Get out of here. Don't floor it on the street and it won't fry itself, right? John Lucas says, Joe, swish. John Lucas says, it really drove quite normal. The only time we have to be careful on steep hills with cruise control on, it might start to slip. What the fuck, you got cruise control on the Fox body? <laughs> I get it. So if it's if it sees a high load, it'll start to meet that criteria where it slips. But... The clutch itself is not a good clutch if you want to, say, roll race. Because the moment you stab it, it's going to slip. It's going to go, and then take off. Just drop the fourth and no problem. Got it. I lost respect when he was giving away literally junk. Why do I want scrap aluminum covered in oil with my shirt? <laughs> exactly. I go, look, I get it, dude. You're doing the giveaway stuff. You're doing the merch... Uh, I just I I I, and I I like him, but like if you if you're gonna if you're gonna do the influence game, I don't fuck with that shit at all at all. Steve sold out to Tom Bailey and his sick week, but that's you gotta understand, Ashley Fox. That's his customer. John Bailey made him. John Bailey literally took a chance with Steve Morris and was like, "You're gonna build my engine," and Steve was like, "Yes, sir," and they built it. Won a drag week or two, and he's like, "Okay, that's my bread and butter," but. When you go, let's say, to a pro mod, wow, cruise control, good for you. When you say, when you go to a pro mod race, how many people are running Steve Morris engines? Right? Look, go to a pro mod race, go to a um, limited drag radial, LDR, go to a RVW race, you know, Billy Badass stuff, and then go watch how many people run his stuff. And again, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm saying he's wonderful. He's great. But his bread and butter is drag and drive stuff. The pro mod motherfuckers that want to just run a number, as far as I know, don't really run his stuff. They had a cruise control. Ha, ha, ha. Seven second car. Cruise control. Alex, I want one of those red shirts you're wearing. Yeah, these used to be made by somebody else, but that kind of went away. So I'm not going to shout them out anymore. I'll just fucking make it. I don't care. This is my shit. This is my shit. 
casually taking out cruise control in a race car. You can roll race with it, but you got to crank up the base before you do it. Oh, okay. So wait, wait, let me get under the car real quick. Are we racing on asphalt or are we racing on concrete? Oh, concrete. Well, I got a concrete setting. Let me get under it. No fucking thanks. Who's got a cheap cold intake for an 18 intake man? Justin, just buy a PMAS fender. Well, don't buy anything else. You guys are out there making 17 different JLT, Steeda, fucking PMAS fender well and be done with it. Um, someone says, Urethra Barista. Barista says, Hooyah. <laughs> Just an order from DNA High Performance. There you go. DNA High Performance, PMAS fender well, and you're good to go. All this Fox Body talk makes me want to drive mine. Look. I'm going to put a overflow can on mine tonight or today, ordered it from Amazon, just a cheap overflow situation because my radiator, want, the, the, my current one wasn't working that well. I'm going to drive it and I'm going to get familiar with it and I'm going to go ahead and probably take it to the track once it cools down a little bit. A, a rental has to happen during the weekend. Like I can't go to a Tuesday rental at four. I just can't. It's just not going to happen. It's going to have to be a Saturday or a Sunday night rental. And I, I'm blown away that people don't do that more often. My combo, I don't care. I don't care. RVW is PLR or Noonan, right? A Noonan billet. Like when I hear Noonan billet, PLR, or even um, uh, what's the 481X deal? The people that make uh, uh, the 481Xs. Uh, Proline. Proline, Noonan, PLR. Oh, no. PLR is Proline Racing. Got it. PLR is Proline. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I hear. So, why don't you see um, PLRs or Noonans in Dragon Drive? I'm going to be honest with you. Most of them are probably dry deck. Right? Like, dry deck. No coolant. It's meth, M1 or whatever. Put it in the bitch and just run the number. So, not a lot of people run water through their car when it comes to um, big Billy Badass stuff. And that's where, you know... That's where uh, Steve gets his, his notoriety, the Dragon Drive SMX. But I'll be honest with you. I saw an LX go sixes. I saw Brett run 640s, 650s with a Coyote. So when you see a Coyote run that number, when you see an LS run that number, I'm not looking at a 500 or high 400 cubic inch SMX. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not. As soon as Cleese ran one of my engines without oil, I would have gotten away from that crew. Um, weather's beautiful in Florida, Florida this morning. Maybe up there by you, but down here, same old shit. Overcast and hot. Yeah, all the dry decks has been by Madman. I had 86 black notch back when I was 17 in 1993. Cool story. Five seconds, shut it down. Right, down, Lucas. If you want to see a pass, Hot Rod Drag Week 2023, two-hour, 19-minute mark. Yeah, but which day? Which day, John Lucas? <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Hot Rod Drag Week Day 5. Uh, look, you're, 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 you're just feeding into what I love. So Day 5, replay, let me pause it. Two hours and... Two hours and nine minutes? Where are you at? Two hours and uh, 19 minutes. Two hours and 19 minutes. So let's go two hours, 19 minutes. There it is. Flat Fox doing the thing. We'll watch it. Hopefully, they won't uh, do anything. So, here you go. Flat Fox. Man, this is great. I love this chat. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I look forward to this chat because we talk real car shit. We're not here clout chasing the dark horse or GT. This is real deal car shit. This is right here. A notch. I don't know the year. 
Voodoo motor, T56, long arm style clutch, custom turbo kit, MoTeC equipped with Jeremy from Fat House Performance driving it. If it's a little loud, I'll try to mess with the volume, so we'll see. Together with some 200 mile an hour tape. He just sent that thing into the weeds. Oh, let it ride. Fuck it. If they copyright my shit, I'll, uh, I'll just delete it. Howell on the left-hand side has an H-pattern stick shift in this thing. Man, we shit. We hope we'll see him in the stick shift shootout later in the day. He is number three in modified power adder. And with that stick, he has run as quick as 771. Yeah, that car's not going to get up on the chip at all. I remember this run. It's a solo pass. Yeah, the Mustang has got the flat Armatron is going to have some difficulties as Howell goes down. You can hear it popping as he goes through the gears. The thing goes 504 <laughs> to the 8th mile and 762 is best what? run of the Guys, 120 miles an hour is absolutely terrifying in a Fox body. <laughs> Imagine 192. Uh, oh boy, fuck all that. One more time. Let's uh, watch and listen to this shit. is going to have some difficulties as Howell goes down. You can hear it popping as he goes through the gears. The thing goes 504 to the eighth mile. 504 to the eighth. <laughs> you guys have no idea how quick that is. Fours is saying something. And 762. Like fours is a huge goal for people. This thing went 50 to the eighth stick with cruise control, Fox body. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Good shit. Good job. Good job, Fat House Performance. You guys did really good. I mean, that's super impressive. Um, yeah, EPA says, John Lucas, can you show me pictures of the cats he's running? <laughs> yeah, they're on the fender. <laughs> he sent that thing into the weeds. Into the weeds. El Violente is still stabbing the clutch. That car didn't even look like it was moving. 192. Raptor Series Dark Horse would be called My Little Pony. Oh, my Lord. We have a lot to tighten to do on the launch, too. Yeah, look. I mean, if it went... 5-0, you're a better 60 foot away from, and again, better track conditions. You went on a drag and drive event. You didn't go like on a, a MIR style prep. By the way, I guarantee that car is going to be an MIR. And if you go on a, a testing day, let's say day three, nighttime, just tighten the shit. And as long as the front end stays down, that car is going to go 730, 490 to the eighth, 195 miles an hour. Dumb shit. Good, good shit. 192 in the Fox. I'd be shitting bricks. That 24 Mustang kind of dud right now. Hey, Urethra Barista, can you um hit live right now? Uh, come out to MIR. We're gonna unleash it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna try. I think I'm gonna go because I think the lungs are gonna go. Uh, I don't know. It all depends on the Gray Goose getting built, and that is a huge undertaking because it's got to get built, tested. I am not gonna fucking participate if there hasn't been testing, like testing i don't want to show up to world cup untested nah -uh. i ain't interested to to be embarrassed like that um certified performance just got their car on the four eights and that thing is built built with an auto doing it with a stick no 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 you gotta understand different totally different uh, certified performance has a like a heavy s550 the the fox awesome but it's light the chassis is set up for drag racing it's got bars on the floor it's got everything so it is super legit um, you'll never see an S650 run a 7.6. Uh, 
you will. You will. Someone will stuff a nose. Someone will stuff an six fifty nose in an already um, uh, fast S five fifty. That's how they do it, right? They they take a let's say a Cobra jet, and uh, like you you've seen people that had twenty fifteen Cobra jets, twenty fifteen to seventeen Cobra jets, and they shove an eighteen nose on it, and they're like quickest Gen three, like actually, and then that same vehicle they'll shove an S six fifty nose on it, and they will go first S six fifty in the sevens, you know, stupid ass shit. Um, hey Alex, I have a fifteen GT Gen three R six R eighty eight hundred horsepower. Shit, what gear do you recommend? Three fifteens. Stock gear. Don't get fancy. I think the 6 and Camaro SS is faster than the 24 GT. I don't know that. MIR for Haltech? Yes, World Cup. Um, Alex, do you have you seen a slightly decreased fuel mileage if one of the downstream O2s are bad unplugged? DJ, yeah. You got to understand. We live in the time where all the O2s have to function properly. Now, on Coyote Mustangs, the front O2s dictate the fueling. But at wide open throttle, if the rears are not connected, it'll go flat fuel trims. And it'll probably run full fat. Because there is no, let's just say, the front and the rears have to know what each other is doing. The front O2 kind of needs to know what's happening after the fact. Like, why are the rear O2s there at all? They need to report back to the PCM that everything is honky-dory with the front. So let's say in the calibration, everything is on in the stock calibration and then you remove the rear O2s muffler shops do me a favor muffler shops stop eliminating the rear O2s on all coyote mustangs again every muffler shop every header shop every fucking shop stop telling your customer that the tuner's gonna have to tune out the rear O2s that is not a thing it is 2020 fucking three brother you're gonna have to leave everything in Everything has to stay in it. It's not about, well, take it off. What's the big deal? I don't want to have to make an extra bung. Make an extra bung. Put the rear O2s in the bitch. Tell your tuner to shut them off. That's not a thing. Stop. Um, will you ever see an S650 run at 7.6 with the tablets on the dash? <laughs> I'll put two Samsung tablets on the dash. I'll make it so fake. Look, I'll fake news, deep fakes. I'll do this weirdest shit for clout. They do it already. Guys, they're guys, they're shoving fifteen thousand dollars worth of parts on a GT. And and running eleven two. Shit you could do in nineteen ninety two. Shit you could do with a boss three oh two. Shit you could do with a a GT from eleven to fourteen. Like, there is no progression. The car just gets heavier and heavier. Almost like certain parts houses needed Gen 1 timing components to get that Gen 2 record. Oh, stop. Alfredo Diaz. Stop. Can confirm this will happen. It gets apples to oranges. I get apples to oranges. Completely different build. Just running a similar time currently. Did you see Jim Farley lose it on his interview about the UAW strikes? Which one? Where he talked about how teachers make $45,000 a year on average. Firemen make $60,000 a year on average. That one? VMP had their S650 on the dyno and it made 398 horsepower. What did, did they expect something different? Like, there's no way VMP... Ex, like, VMP didn't even get around to the 18 game. No offense to VMP. Show me a fast 2018 VMP-tuned car. 18 to 23. Show me one. Like a deep 8 
like an 880, 870 car with their shit, their tuning. Doesn't exist. No offense. Joe Goodenough now doing his own thing. <clears throat> uh, I get it. Had 87, they made it in 93, but it's still, uh, they made it in 93, but that killed me. Yeah, 398 sucks. That's awful. Front row two are the workers. Rear two are the bosses. Yes. Are there donuts after this church service? Or to play, says Justin. Now I get to annoy my Lund calibrator. Don't do that either. He'll, he'll shove his virtual foot up your ass. They're in charge. Understand that. Everyone that's going to get a Lund tune, understand that. The tuner is in charge. Not you. You cannot dictate what happens to that vehicle. No different than when you contract a home builder to build your home. The design is already planned out. You had your architect plan out the design, bada bing, bada boom. Now you get the home builder. So the home builder builds the home. And you're not going to stand over his shoulder going, why you put so many nails on that shit? Why are you laying down the board this way? Why are you doing that? Now shut up. I know how to build a home. Leave me the fuck alone. I run the shit. I'm doing it up the code. If you don't want, if you want to annoy your Lund tuner, your tuning experience is going to be very negative. I'm just telling you. John Lucas says, going fast with the S500 is much more difficult. The Flat Fox is barely breaking a sweat to run these numbers. Whereas Steve's 210 half mile build on Tom's 7 second 350 is doing the work to get there. Right. Just the sheer weight. The Flat Fox probably weighs max 2,900 with him in it. Maybe 3,100 if they have some ballast. But a 350 is like 3,700 pounds. 700 pounds or 800 pounds heavier than the Fox. Actually more. Because it's got the safety equipment. It's got it's got all the sound deadening. It's got all the bad. Yeah, dude. And the Fox, the Flat Fox, has all the turbo stuff in the front. Meaning weight is at their benefit by having the turbo up in the front, the down, everything, the egg, the exhaust exit out the fender. So they have that. 350, middle, undermount, everything is under and in the middle. So it's, it's, it's just heavier. Some poor soul purchased VMP SEMA car. Wait, what? Someone bought VMP's track attack car? Hmm. Do they know the whole history on that car? Do they know the whole history? Do they know the whole history on that car? Ooh-wee! Please come back for some fried chicken after today's services. Joe Swish, Tuner, El Jefe. I did everything I was told. Luntoon car runs great. I took it took them to get a blower for the eight. I took them years to get a blower for the eighteen. Right, that thing sounded clean too. Going on the track. 30, 50 or so with driving the Fox. Guys, see, I'm not off. See, I wonder if John Lucas and others on the show, when I, when when somebody verifies something I I guess on, if people go, Bob, wow, well, he's right on the money. Like, I, I would say, car's going to weigh 30, 2,900 pounds or 3,100 pounds, depending on, he's like, yeah, 30, 50. Like, split it. Well, based on experience, I know that's what the car weighs, and I think the GT350 is probably high 3,800 or 3,900 based on all the safety stuff. So, yeah, it's badass. It's literally almost 1,000 pounds different. Uh, the two, yeah, Joe Swish, it is probably close to 4,000 pounds. I just watched, I just switched from Real Teal to the Flat Fox as my favorite. Oh, yeah, no offense. The baddest stick shift Fox on the planet 
is the Flat Fox, period. I actually have had a great experience with my Lund Tuner. They're going to help me chase false knock. Got it. VMP ran that number, found the S650 being delivered 87 octane. Cool. It's still going to make maybe, maybe another eight horse. As a tuner, you know it all comes down to math. 100%. See, he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. That's why, that's why John Lucas, when I tell people the S650 is a non-starter based on its weight, they don't understand. How many of you look at the Charger and Challenger as absolute duds when an 800 horsepower car on pump gas runs 11.3 bone stock? All you guys go, boat, boat. This thing's a boat. This thing's a piece of junk. This thing's a boat. Junk. Boat. 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 Okay. Now the Mustangs are heavy. And not performing based on their power numbers. And you're like, this thing's badass. Come on. Preach. Away, Reverend Alex. Preach. Away, good Reverend. Wait has a direct influence on the number you run. Is that the car that was wrecked by the dude cheating on his wife? Woo-wee. Don't don't make me talk about track attack. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, man. Don't make me talk about track attack because the new owner's probably like, this bitch clean. It never been hit. <laughs> oh, shit. Motor Week tested the new Mustang, but it, sh- it never showed track times. I wonder why. Oh, man. Story time with Bobby Alex in the future, maybe. Yeah, that's a, that, that, look, it involves a bear. <laughs> Oh, it involves a bear and modelos. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Bears and a modelo, bro. Up, oh, stop. Stop. Hey, track attack owner, enjoy your vehicle. <laughs> enjoy your vehicle. You happy? I don't get. Dale. Vaya con Dios. That's like, that's like 10 people right now going, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> nah, that's a good story. Ooh, I've been waiting for that one. Mm. Yo, finally remember to tune in during a live stream. Hey, uh, any Black Betty says, I got a 350 from Bumper. Lund said math wasn't happy. After adding the PMAS fender well, blocked off one of the grills, runs great, I-18, a few degrees over ambient, always listen to Lund. Guess who's tuning that car? Me. I literally said, yeah, that 350 intake with the fender well is introducing turbulence directly into the uh, filter. Get that out of there. Thanks for doing that. Appreciate that. Maybe the car's history will raise its value. Okay, that I will eventually say it, but man, they're going to get mad at me, man. They're going to be pissed off. But I know that car ain't don't got a clean record. That's all I'm saying. That car don't got a clean record. Okay, it might have a clean record on Carfax, but I seen it. Hey, Alex, I have a manual 17, stage 2, Whipple 373s. I'm thinking about going with 331s for a longer gear. Would it be worth it? Yes, especially with an MT82, sir. Pretty sure they paid over $70,000. The bear, I'm telling you. Is there a bear? <laughs> do we have a bear? How do, you ma- how do you make the bear come up? <laughs> Track attack and the bear. Oh, bro, it's such a great story. Uh, and it's still kind of like, look. I got the story and I saw from like three different people, but I know what actually happened. But the official story is is 
different than what actually happened. I'll just say the last time I saw that car in person, it looked rough. That was probably two years ago. Modelo Bear, new movie, Modelo Bear. Look at Jay Leno's collection. They all have a story. Exactly. Alex, thanks for Sunday morning. Actually, the Track Attack car would probably benefit from that story because the it's the situation where, you know, it had an issue was hilarious to me. It just, just absolutely hilarious. But then I'd be snitching like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't have an axe to grind against VMP. The people that were involved, I'm still friendly with. But that, <laughs> that shit don't got to that's That's just been through some stuff. It's not theirs anymore, no harm. But it is the new customers. So let, let's say the new owner bought Track Attack. Under the guise or, or under the thought process that the bitch has never been hit or nothing. Vanderhoof, white 93 is badass. Again, I get it, but that car is like Billy, Billy, Billy badass. It's a 660, 670 car. Super badass, but I mean, and again, nothing against people like that, but they have like, I don't know, $50,000 motor, $60,000 motor. No, the car is set up great and no, no, no fault of his own, but it just, um, I don't know. It's like, it's like looking at Tom Bailey's car and going, ooh, it's like cool. So looking at a top field dragster. You're like, okay, cool. It runs a number. This was great Sunday service for the peasants. The chat is my second family. Cocaine bear. Guys, the bear. The, yeah, the Modelo and the bear. Oh, man. It, it, <laughs> I'm not going to say. Oh, by the way, it involves another SEMA vehicle. <laughs> oh, shit. One day I'll tell you. Oh, man. It <laughs> That is such a great story, but I don't know if I'd be snitching, snitching on motherfuckers, you know? Because hmm. it has nothing to do with VMP. It wasn't VMP's fault, you know what I'm saying? Just came in, damn it, says Michael Brown. Lion and tigers and bears, oh my. Yeah, that's what I, that, That's exactly what I'm trying to avoid. But, you know, I, it ain't my shit, but I know for a fact that thing has had a, a, a mishap. Devin's car has air jacks on it. Sup, cuz? Doesn't Vanderhoof's car have a big block? Yeah, big block Chevy. Sum it up without switching, snitching, I guess. You can't sum it up. You can't sum it up without snitching. You, you, if you tell the exact story as it was told by... Oh, my God. You know how many times on Instant Messenger I made fun of that with, like, Joe Goodenough? I'm going to talk about it with Joe Goodenough. Because I, I don't know I don't know how... Uh, I got to interview him, too. I just got to get him on the chat. Just, just Actually, I should get him live on the chat so you guys can ask him questions. Um... I don't know that it would get him or it's not going to get me in trouble. Fucking, I just know what happened. But, you know, there's still some, you know, I don't want the guy to say, hey, you know, you sold me this car as this. And then he could like, you know, sue or whatever. The truth about the car's history will come out when the new owner starts trying to clout chase with the car. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, $70,000 for a GT that has paint like uh, 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 been painted a couple times. <laughs> Oh, oh, bro, I love it. Stangwell got to take it for 72 to 55 with his dark horse. Admitted he fucked up on video and is going to fight it instead of owning up to it. What a bit. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, right, Ryan Pocket? You're, you're, you're 72 and a 55. They don't pull you over here for that. You go 80 here. They're like, man. <laughs> they don't care. But I wonder if, um, yeah, I mean, it is right. 
It's his right to fight the ticket, so whatever. I'm okay with that. 22 GT500, CFTP is the go. Yeah, okay. Fuck out of here. Um, the 6th Gen Camaro has 455 pound-feet of torque, and it's lighter. Get Joe to come on wearing a bear suit. He must have had it to the floor. Should I go OPG's 82,000 miles before ESS G317 GT? I mean, it's a good idea, but it's not necessary if you're going to stay at 10 PSI. But if you want to make sure, just have an insurance policy, get some TSS or MMR. I'll pump gears and you're good to go. <clears throat> um, like the stream, about 50% haven't yet. That's okay. Look, we got 357 people on, 200 likes. I can only do so much to ask you to like it. But I'm going to hit up Jill. I'm saying, hey, Joe, you want to come live? Come on live on a Thursday, like a YDBT daily? And um, <clears throat> nah, I don't know. I think we should filter it because Joe's very good about, you know, being factually correct. But I think, you know, the show has to flow in a certain way for me to be happy, which is kind of fast. So I, I think I should do a standalone video on it and then in the air later. And then maybe just like we did with Alec Bledsoe, interview him. See what the deal is, and then have him on a live, and we're good to go. <clears throat> Alex, but the hood has a window in it like a zero one. Oh my God, stop it. $70,000 for a car that has been ran through. It has been ran through, kiddos. That car has been ran through. Uh, just take it to a ticket clinic, and they're legends with it. Yeah, cops here don't move unless it's 25 over. High profile call girl. Okay, uh, LSX Sosa says frame deleter. Would love to hear Joe. Ticket deleter, right? Uh, like, why doesn't he just go out there and just pay for the ticket? He goes, no, nah, you know, I'm going to have a, a deleter. Where is it? Where is deleter? Uh, boy, I, you know, I should do a better job. Uh, Tom, uh, Raptor, F yourself. Where is it? <clears throat> Intaker. I mean, you got Intaker. What do you have done? Seven and a half inch pistons in there, intaker. <laughs> like, intaker and deleter are like in the same category, in my opinion. Wow, where did I put it? I gotta do a better job. I usually, I usually, if I'm gonna do like heavy sound clips, I kind of look this over. But <clears throat> lately, I just don't care. Where is deleter? Holy crap. Baby crying, squid. Oh, well, I'll hit him up. I'll hit it up eventually to showcase. We'll prospectus, intaker. Wow, I guess I don't have it. Or maybe I had it and I got rid of it. Resonator deleter. Deleter? Here it is. Oh, my God. We have an MBRP resonator deleter. <laughs> like, I'm sure I've messed up on video a lot. But th this is this is just like... We have an MBRP resonator deleter. Um, I've been waiting to catch an SX3 down the streets, and I'm going to make him sell it with my Gen 2. Alex, I'd like to see Alec on here again, too. Um, he's busy. He's busy as fuck right now. It's race season up there. You can buy a 20 DT500 carbon fiber track pack. Why are people paying that much for a dark horse? I don't know. By the way, says John Lucas, we're kind of sandbagging. We didn't have an advanced ET license yet, so 7.5 came in second. Never drained the catch can. Isn't that nice? When you're on the two-step, you're driving it, you're shoving E85 in it, then switching over. I'm sure you guys have a flex fuel sensor on it because it's MoTeC. So I'm sure you guys are just dumping fuel in it and it's running on E20, pump gas E20. Then get to the track, drain it, and uh, go ahead and fill up on, on uh, Ethanol 1R or some kind of X98 or whatever the hell you guys are running. And then, uh, you know, your, your flex fuel sensor was like, it's happy. Let it see about 17 degrees of timing and 20... You're probably running... To run 192 in a 3,100 pound car, 3,000 pound car, I say you were about 30, 30 PSI, 31 PSI. I don't think you were at 40. The car didn't, I don't think you were at 40 PSI. I think you were in the 30s, right? You're about 30 PSI, 
27 to 30, 17 degrees, maybe 18 if it's low compression. If it's a low compression uh, alumi- uh, uh, voodoo, like 11 to 1 or 10 to 1, you probably run 20. But I think you're like at 17 degrees. If it's sold to one compression, 30 PSI. Has an 18-gallon tank. We left the E85 in it, 24 pounds of boost. Yeah, it's not like, it's not big boy boost. So badass. 18-gallon, they, guys, they drove drag week with E85 in the tank. That's badass. Left E85 in it. Come on, man. Don't do us to us commoners. Give us that bear story. Alex, got a Gen 1 F-150, 33 30,000 miles. What's your first mod? You drive it to a lot and trade it in for a Gen 2 F-150. Gen 1 F-150s are fucking trash. Resonate the leader. Sounds like something junior high kid would say. Alex, do you have? Do you want to scrabble? <laughs> they did screw you over on the red car. Can't get too mad if you spill the beans. Oh, they screwed me over on the red car big time. I'll tell you that story. I'll tell you, I'll tell, I'll tell you the story on the red car, how I got screwed over. Red car had blown up. So when you guys saw that car run on E85, run 9.8 with a BAP, it blew up. It blew up. It blew up. They literally would sell you, this car can go on an 85mm pulley, 990s on a 2.3, it blew up. Like It was just, fuel trims went sky high and it blew up and it killed a head gasket. So after a while, the car just sat in the side of the garage. And I was interested in it, but I was only interested in it if we would rebuild it. I said, I will give you, I think, 30, 38 or $35,000 or 30. It was like $35,000, if I'm not mistaken. 35000 bucks, I think it was. Uh, I'll give you thirty five. We negotiated $35,000, and it would have a stock 6R80, the big, dumb, stupid uh, converter. Uh, and then uh, it, ha- it, it was going to have a forged rotating assembly, but the block was trash. The block that they had in it had a cracked sleeve. So I... Reached out to Ben Calamer and I said, do you, do you have a block available? He goes, yeah, I got the block for my old gray car. It's a Gen 1 block. Sweet. Sent it over and we're, and then I sent the block to L&M and I paid for them to sleeve my block. So after I had negotiated the price, I said, you know, here's the money. He goes, um, you know, we're going to have to revisit that price. I go, Dude, I sent the block. What? I got the block from Ben Calamer. No, no, he said, he said, I said, why? He goes, well, the block and all that stuff. I go, what about the block? I bought the block from Ben Calamer. I sent the block to LNM to get sleeved. He goes, uh, what? I go, yeah. I bought the block from Ben Calamer. I sent it to LNM to get sleeved. You're trying to up the price based on that? I think what happened was once he got back to his people and was like, this is what I'm selling it for. We shook on it. Guys, this, this is a contract. I don't know if you, for those of you that don't know, when men shake hands, that's the fucking contract, son. Whatever. So we shook on it. And then after I presented him the money, he's like, no, it's going to be more money. So I said, that's bullshit. He's like, well, that's what it's going to be. So I'm like, all right, I already got the loan. I already paid for the block. I already paid for the block to get sleeved. So I'm getting fucked on this deal. So let me get something out of getting fucked. Throw in a set of long tubes and I'm good. And he gets long tubes for no money. Cooks. He gets long tubes for like pennies on the dollar. Because he get he get, buys a lot of them. He's like, okay, bet. We'll, we'll throw that in there. So yeah, I 
an attempt was made that I can get fucked on it. Remember, I'm making $45,000 a year in that motherfucker. Base shit pay. Shit pay. And I'm like, I want this car because I'm gonna, I sold my black car. I had 20 grand burning a hole in my pocket. Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to get into the Gen 2 game and understand it. Saw that I can get into that and almost got fucked on it. Luckily, though, that motor got built by Mike Whedon. Mike Whedon put a rotating assembly in it. Forged bottom end, stock crank. Stock crank, forged rods, forged uh, Molly manly pistons, 11 to 1 compression, uh, ported the heads and uh, ported the lower, and I, w- I had a nine second car, you know, uh, out of the box. But yo, yeah, they were trying to, they were trying to like up the price, and I'm like, fuck all that, bro, fuck out of here. That's why I quit. I, just, I was just sick of the whole situation. I've been expecting Gen 1 car prices to start going up, but I've seen a lot of people in the past week selling them for bottom dollar. Thanks for the insight, Mr. Lucas. Yeah, Lucas is good people. He's a fat house performance guy, so he's good people. Never buy used vehicle from these guys. Nothing but horror stories from every single car. Just saying absolutely right. I learned so much that in a half hour, I learned so much in that hour and a half show with you and Nat. Like, changed my mind perspective on many things in the industry as well as my own car choices. They put the con in contract. In certain courts, that constitutes a verbal contract. I wasn't about to fuck with it because I know I was going to lose. I was not in a power position. They were. So I was out of there. Again, the moment that happened, I was looking for another job. Put details of the story in the chat, GPT, and tell it to come up with a musical. They did a wonderful job on the fuel system wiring. Oh, yeah. And they and they asked me to take down that video. Justin Starkey said, take down the video of the fuel system install on your car. I go, why? I bought this vehicle for this much money, and this is what the fuel system looks like. This is my fucking car. But you know what? I was like, you know what? I'll delete it. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop talking about it. If I could find it again in the nether regions of the internet, I'll make it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if I have that video in an unlisted format somewhere. And if that's the case, I'll make it available to the members. I got to find that video. I have another laptop down here, I think. And I think that laptop has the raw file. And if it does, I will upload it to the members. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, when you shake hands, that's a deal. I remember the fuel system install was trash. Also, the timing cover was leaking. The, the timing cover was leaking. The fuel system was trash. And one of the rockers fell out of it. <clears throat> Speaking of my buddy, just boosted it, boosted his C5, insists he gets dyno tuned. He's been waiting three weeks now, and I keep recommending email tunes because he would be on the road by now. But DJ, I don't know much about the C5 game. He needs to put dual widebands in it. He needs to have a competent LS tuner that, you know, I wouldn't just street tune it like you street tune coyotes. No way. Find it, do it, find it. All right, all right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that right now. All right, let's end the show. I'm going to take out the laptop. I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to see if I can find the video where I... um. Did the fuel system install on the uh, red car and repost it for the members and maybe make it live again because they asked me to take it down because it looked like a trash install and they were embarrassed, but that's just what it was. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and be back on live on Tuesday. Today, I'm going to do a uh, a video on the fuel system on the GT500. A lot of you guys on the ticket system ask questions about the fuel system, and the GT500 is a perfect perfect car to showcase how the fuel system should be run on that power vehicle. So I'll show you the setup. I'll show you underneath the filter, the routing, uh, the fuel pressure, and the the boost references. I think it'll be beneficial for most Coyote and GT500 guys that have fuel system 
questions. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'll be back on Tuesday to hang out with you guys for a little bit on eight at eight o'clock for talking shit Tuesday. Have a good rest of your Sunday. I'll see you guys later. And if I find that video, I'll post it today for the members only. Have a good one, guys. See you later. Bye.